This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Welcome to the Padres postgame show on the Padres radio network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres postgame show starts now on the Padres radio network. Three and one to Soto, two outs, nobody on, and he sends this one in the air. Deep to right field, upper deck maybe. No, but it's gone, a home run. Juan Soto with a long shot to right. And the Padres finally add to their lead. It's three to one here in the seventh. Home run number 20 for Juan Soto. It came in the bottom half of the seventh inning, just moments after Juan Soto made a potentially game-saving catch. In the top half of the inning, Padres would get two more, and they went on to win it 5-1 to one against the Pittsburgh Pirates as the Padres even up this three-game series at a game apiece. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Final totals here in this one for San Diego. Five runs, 11 hits, no errors for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, one run, three hits, and no errors. Padres improved to 49 and 53. Pirates dropped to 44 and 57. Lot to do on our postgame coverage. We'll hear from Juan Soto. A big night for Juan on both ends of the field at the plate and in left. More on that coming up later. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin dive into what Blake Snell did in this game. Six innings, one earned run given up. All the radio highlights coming for you as well as we wrap this one up. Again, the final score, Padres 5, Pirates 1. Postgame show continues when we come back on the Padres radio network. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. 
brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight at Petco Park. The Padres 5 and the Pirates 1 as the Padres even up this three-game series. Had a game apiece. Rubber game tomorrow afternoon here at Petco Park. And the Padres now will have an opportunity to win two out of three. First things first, a lot to wrap up on our postgame show. Sam Levitt with you inside the lofts here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Still some people here finishing up their beers, closing out their tabs. Some Uh, games of pool going on a very nice evening here at petco park another sold out crowd the 41st sellout of 2023 43,448 in the building and thankfully they had much more to cheer about especially late in the game here tonight than they did last night as the padres win it five to one lot to do in our post game coverage you'll hear my one-on-one conversation with juan soto from down on the field we'll also go down towards the clubhouse here at petco park here from padres manager bob melvin but first let's recap it let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new el cajon ford commercial service center servicing all fords up to f750s and motorhomes both Rich Hill and Blake Snell started the game with a perfect first inning. Snell walked Carlos Santana to begin the second. Henry Davis was next. Here's the 1-0, and he hits that one well on a line out towards left center. Soto on the move, not going to get there. It'll bounce past him up against the base of the wall. Santana's rounding third. They're going to send him on his way. Bogart's relay to the plate is not in time. An RBI double for Henry Davis. And the Pirates jump in front, one to nothing here in the second. The Pirates' lead, though, was short-lived. Manny Machado led off the bottom of the second. Here's the 2-1. Manny swings, hits it in the air to deep left field. Connor Joe going back, looking up. It's going to go. A home run for Manny. Third of his career against Rich Hill. And just like that, this game is tied. Padres weren't done. Xander Bogart singled. He stole second. There was one out for Gary Sanchez. Hesitation before the 0-2. Sanchez waits on it and hits one on a line into left center for a base hit. Xander's rounding third. He'll come in to score. RBI single Gary Sanchez and the Padres in front for the very first time tonight. Padres then had runners on second and third with two outs later in the inning, but didn't cash in. Padres had a 2-1 to lead through two innings. Blake Snell settled in a bit, a 1-2-3 third and a 1-2-3 fourth inning. Padres then had runners at second and third with one out in the fourth, but they did not score. Padres again had a great scoring chance in the fifth inning. They loaded the bases against Rich Hill with one out. Yuri De Los Santos replaced him and retired two straight batters to end the threat. At that point, the Padres were 1-8 for with runners in scoring position and had left seven on base. Snell then got in more trouble in the sixth inning. He walked two but stranded two to end the inning. Snell's final line, six innings, one run, two hits, five walks. He struck out for 102 pitches. Blake Snell, not perfect, but again, worked his way through a quality outing. Padres still led 2-1, heading to the seventh inning. Stephen Wilson then got in trouble. He gave up a one-out single and then a walk. Wilson got Andrew McCutcheon to fly out to left field for 
out number two. After McCutcheon, next up was Carlos Santana. Joe and Rodriguez lead at first and second. Now the one-two pitch. That's lined into left field. Soto coming in, dives forward, and he made the catch. For the third time tonight, we're going to hang a star. Juan Soto doing what he needed to do to keep this game right where it's at. And pardon me, that was hit by Andrew McCutcheon. It was Brian Reynolds who flew out to left field for out number two. Either way, Juan Soto making an outstanding catch, diving and robbing McCutcheon of a base hit. If he doesn't get that baseball and it goes behind him, goes all the way to the wall, Pirates may take the lead there. So Soto helping Stephen Wilson out of a big-time jam. That kept the Padres in front 2-1. to one. In the bottom half, Angel Perdomo faced Juan Soto with two outs and nobody on. Three and one to Soto, two outs, nobody Ooh. on, and he sends this one in the air. Deep to right field, upper deck maybe. No, but it's gone, a home run. Juan Soto with a long shot to right. And the Padres finally add to their lead. It's three to one here in the seventh. Some much needed insurance. Perdomo then hit Manny Machado with a 98 mile per hour fastball on the very next pitch. It sure looked intentional, the umpires Agreed. Perdomo was ejected. Pirates manager Derek Shelton was ejected after that. But the Padres, through seven innings, did lead 3-1. to one. We go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Luis Camposano led it off with a double. Gary Sanchez then dug in. Here's the pitch from Moretta, and that's hit in the air to deep left center field. Reynolds and Joe going back. They're at the wall. It's going to go. Home run into the bullpen. I think Hayter caught it with his glove. He did. A two-run shot for Gary Sanchez and a 5-1 Padre lead in the eighth. And speaking of Josh Hader, he would still come on for the top of the ninth inning. Not a save opportunity, a four-run game, but Hader would put on the finishing touch. One and two to Connor Joe. Hader delivers and a swing and a miss. Josh Hader strikes out the side here in the ninth inning, and the Padres even the series with a 5-1 win over the Pittsburgh Pirates. And the Padres finally get a win over Pittsburgh, their first in five tries. Padres get a big-time win, a much-needed win, snap a mini-two-game losing skid. Again, the final, San Diego 5 and Pittsburgh 1. Again, the Padres with the win improved to 49-53. and 53. Pirates with the defeat dropped to 44-57. and 57. Big performances in this game for Juan Soto. We told you about the catch. Home run number 20 for Juan. Manny Machado, his 20th home run as well. Gary Sanchez, his 10th home run of the season. Other things to talk about as well. Blake Snell, six innings, one earned run given up. Did walk five, strike out four, allowed two hits. And then the bullpen, really how you want it set up late in a close game. Steven Wilson, a scoreless seventh inning. Robert Suarez, a scoreless eighth inning. And Josh Hader put on the finishing touch with a scoreless ninth inning. Not a save for Hader, but still, Wilson, Suarez, Hader, a trio in the back end of the bullpen that you really got to like. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a couple of moments, so stay tuned for that. Padres did a good job in this game after really missing some key opportunities uh, in the early part of the game. Like we said earlier, the Padres, through five innings, were just one for eight with runners in scoring position. They had left seven on base, and you wonder throughout this game if the Padres would be hurt by leaving all those guys on base, but I'll tell you what, the Padres did a really good job late in the game. The home run by Soto felt like a big boost, some much-needed insurance, and then the home run by Sanchez, a two-run shot, really 
put uh, the icing on the cake, if you will, and the Padres did a good job tacking on late in the game. Rich Hill in this game for the Pirates, four innings and a third, two earned runs given up, seven hits allowed, walked two, struck out three, and then the Padres did some good damage against the Pirates' bullpen, Perdomo giving up the home run to Soto, Moretta giving up the two-run shot to Gary Sanchez. All right, let's go down to the clubhouse here at Petco Park and hear some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Bob, pretty impressive night tonight for Juan Soto doing it with the glove and the bat. Yeah, I mean... Home run was great, but the the play in left field was play the game. So that was a big momentum swing. It's a different game if that ball drops. Um, and then on top of that, it's a homer. So good night. Nice rebound night for Blake Snell. Looked like tonight. How how impressed were you with what he, what he did? Yeah, I mean, still had some walks today, and not as many strikeouts. And it looked there for a while, you know, with some of the early pitch contact that he was had a chance to go seven, but. It ended up being six that last inning. You know, it got to what was it, 95 or something like that. Um, but, you know, again, his strikeouts were key. And he gets bases loaded, one out, strikes some guys out, has a knack of doing that, um, isn't afraid of that situation where there's a man on third and less than two outs. And, you know, so, shoot, was his ERA 2 6 now? It's pretty good. How happy were you with what happened with the catchers tonight, having both your catchers in the ballgame? They're both contributors. Yeah, but big time. So, you know, I think they kind of feed off each other a little bit, too. There's a chance we may see both of them in there again tomorrow. As I said, Juan's going to be off tomorrow. Uh, so we'll do some things a little bit differently. But both both guys swinging the bat well. I mean, Gary has a three for four night with three ribbies. Um, Campy hits another ball off the wall, so both guys swinging the bat well. With Manny getting hit, it seemed pretty deliberate. Is there something else going on other than Perdomo seeming to just make a crappy pitch and getting a home run hit? I really don't know. I mean, I think the umpires handled it right. You, you saw where the catcher sat up, and he missed by a pretty wide margin, It's and it's a pitch after a home run, so I understand it. I, I don't know why that would happen, but you know, I think umpires got together and felt like that was the thing to do. There's a temptation to kind of wonder what Blake could do if he didn't have those big innings. Do you just kind of reach the point where you, you take what you can get because he's effective for as long as he is? Yeah, I mean, he's been kind of most of his career in that, you know, there's been some times where he's thrown some seven-inning games for us and, you know, he's gotten his pitch count. I think we were like 112, 114 or something like that last year. So, I, I you know, it kind of conditioned that way and you're kind of – doing some math as it goes along because you know he's going to with his, with the strikeouts that he's going to throw some pitches just the the last inning took a little bit out of him as far as probably throwing more pitches that inning than any other inning tonight you came out of the dugout to kind of see how Tatis was what was your original view I can't see the right field corner from where I am so I you know I heard they said that he ran into the foul pole so I you know jumped up looked to see how he was and then watched it on the replay he, he's been fearless out there in right field. I mean, he covers all that ground. It, it, when the ball was originally hit, I didn't think there was going to be a play on it. Might even, I thought it might even get you know off the wall or something like that. But if it stays in the ballpark over there, he ends up getting it all the time. What was your reaction to the ball? Well, I was hoping he did. Um, he got a great jump on it. You know, typically when you look up and you see a guy moving – 
you know, towards the ball, it, it, the, his first step was really good, and you have to be engaged to get that kind of a jump and make that kind of a play on the ball. So, you know, it was a, a really, really good play that he was engaged on every pitcher. It's obviously a pretty, pretty big game for you guys at a pretty important moment of the season, and tempers could have flared potentially there in the eighth inning. Did you like the way your guys kind of handled it and went about their business? Yeah, I think, you know, Santana had a little something to do that with that too. He went straight to Manny and was, try, you know, kind of trying to explain the situation, I guess. But, yeah, the last thing we want is, you know, some guys getting thrown out or in a situation where somebody gets suspended. So, unfortunately, it happens. You really don't know what, you know, what to make of it based on missing by that far right after a home run. But we'll move on. Well, we've asked this question a lot because it seemed like there have been some big games. But how badly did you need to beat the Pirates tonight? We did. You know, five would be tough. So, you know, and then to, you know, not get off to a great start, you know, and then the second inning was, was big for us to score a couple of runs after they scored. I don't necessarily think it was just the Pirates. It's just responding from what have been really tough losses for us this year. I think the one thing we have done well is played played well and when it looks like it's dire need of a, a good game and we end up responding with it. We need more of them. Batten hasn't played first base a lot. Just w w when does that? You, when do you say to him, "Hey, you're going to start"? And how, why do you come to that decision? Right. So I wanted to give Crony a day today. I wanted to get another right-handed bat. You look at all the homers off a of hill were from righties, and and it's tough to sit him out for a while. You know, he gets a start and he hits a homer his last time. He told me he's played quite a bit of first base. He's got the glove, and that's the reason I put him in at first yesterday, as opposed to you know putting him at second base because I knew I was going to do that tonight. Handled himself really well over there. Maybe he's lying to me. I don't know. I don't know how many games he's had over there but he says he loves it and he's had a lot of experience and he did a lot of early work today with it that was Padres manager Bob Melvin after the game down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park following this 5-1 win for the Padres over the Pirates you heard Bob Melvin talking about Matthew Batten playing first base there we talked about it pre-game Matthew Batten making his first start at first base since 2019 I believe uh, we said it was uh, before the game I'll double check that but I believe we said it was uh, 2019 as we looked it up pre-game but Matthew Batten I'll tell you what did a really nice job at first base in this game and let's touch on a few things that Bob Melvin talked about there before we hear from Juan Soto coming up in just a little bit the Padres defense in this game overall was really good it started with the play by Fernando in right field hopping into the foul pole in the first inning that saved the potential extra base hit for Blake Snell there was the play by Manny Machado uh, where Batten uh, scooped the ball that was uh, a really great play in this game uh, you know we hung a star a couple of times I think three times total in this game then the one that really saved the game, and you heard Bob Melvin there uh, refer to it as, uh, I think, a game-saving play. The ball hit by Andrew McCutcheon in the seventh inning. Two on, runners on first and second, two men away. Padres only had a two-to-one lead at that point. If that ball gets down, it could tie the game. If Soto dives and misses it, it could give the Pirates the lead. But Soto, to his credit, got a good break on it. Made the dive, made the catch, and that was a huge play. And then Juan follows it up in the bottom half of the inning with the home run. So that was a huge moment in this game. I mean, look, the home run was big, but I think you could argue the catch by Juan Soto was even more important. Great play, great read, 
great dive and great catch by Juan Soto. So the defense really, from the first inning until the late innings, was really, really sharp for the Padres here tonight. That was great to see. A big aspect to this game, no doubt about it. A couple of other elements I want to touch on here. And again, I I did ask... uh, Juan Soto about the catch you'll hear that coming up I thought it was a pretty interesting answer so stay tuned for that a couple other things the hit by pitch of Manny Machado right after the Soto home run 98 miles per hour from the hand of Angel Perdomo Um, I thought it was pretty clear that it was intentional 98 nowhere close to where the catcher set up we'll see Uh, Perdomo got thrown out of the game Uh, then Derek Shelton, Pirates manager, got thrown out of the game. Obviously, Manny, not very happy about it whatsoever. I did think Carlos Santana, like Bob Melvin alluded to, did a good job getting to Manny and sort of calming things down a little bit. Manny didn't do anything. I didn't see any shouting or anything like that, but there was some glaring back and forth, it seemed, between Perdomo and Machado. I'll be interested to see tomorrow if we see anything from that. You never know. Um, but uh, looked, it looked intentional uh, from Perdomo. 98-mile-an-hour fastball square in the back uh, of Manny Machado. We'll see if there's any uh, uh, any continuation of anything like that. Not that I'm advocating it for it, but, you know, you never know with these things, especially when you talk about throwing at a guy like Manny Machado. Uh, Blake Snell in this game. It was a very, very similar outing in ways to what we saw last week in Toronto, where Blake got in trouble a number of times. Much of it was due to the five walk. But Snell again found his way through trouble. I mean, let's look at some of the scenarios here. Second inning allowed a run, uh, but then gets out of a runner on second and one out situation. In the fifth inning, bases loaded, one out, strikes out two to end the frame. Sixth inning, runners on first and second with two men away, got out of it. And I think what's been really good about Blake this year and better this year than last year is that even when he's a little wild and he walks five or he walks seven like he did in Toronto, it seems like Blake pretty easily finds that extra gear to get himself out of the jam. Now, you would love for him to not get in the jams because of the walks in the first place would allow him to go deeper into games. But to his credit, when he gets in major trouble, he finds the next gear and gets himself out of it seemingly every time and you look up six innings one run you'll take it from Blake Snell lowered his ERA to 261 that is the lowest among qualified starters in the major leagues Uh, one more thing here before we go to break the tandem of Camposano and Sanchez the DH and the catcher whatever way the Padres want to go about it I'll tell you what with their need for offense with you know not a ton of great options at DH I mean, I I think there's a case to be made. The Padres have to roll with this Camposano and Sanchez combination at DH and catcher. And whoever catches, catches. And whoever isn't catching is the DH. So tomorrow you would assume day game after a night game uh, that it will be Luis Camposano doing the catching. I am fascinated to see if Gary Sanchez is the DH. The Padres need the offense. They're not getting a ton out of that DH spot. They haven't got a ton out of it all year. And with the way those two guys, A, are swinging right now, including tonight, and the power potential from both, I mean, I think both have to be in the lineup most days right now. You look at what they did today, Camposano had the base hit, 
that set up the Sanchez home run, double and a run scored in the eighth inning, walked in this game. Gary Sanchez had a terrific day, single RBI in the second. That made it two to one, double in the fourth inning, and the two-run home runs really put the game away in the eighth inning. So to me, I think there has to be serious consideration, not that it has to be every single night, but most nights that Camposano and Sanchez have to both be in this lineup at the same time. And you hope nothing happens to the catcher. Obviously, it gets a little complicated if something does. Knock on wood, it does not happen. Um, but I think from an offensive perspective, those two guys, uh, most nights, they got to be in the lineup. Uh, the way they're swinging and their power potential and all of it. So we'll see what the Padres do there. But all in all, a lot of good things to like from this game, despite the missed early opportunities with runners in scoring position. Before we continue on, let's pause. Pause for station ID on the Padres Radio Network. KWFNFM and KWFNH1, San Diego. This is Nick Martinez. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you here inside the loft at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Final score, Padres 5, Pirates 1. We'll step aside when we come back. My one-on-one chat down on the field with Juan Soto. We talk about that great catch in the seventh inning. We talk about the home run, and we talk about how the Padres can build off tonight and keep this thing rolling. Padres win it 5-1 to one over the Pirates. More coming up on our postgame show after this on the Padres Radio Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Padres win it 5-1 to one over the Pittsburgh Pirates as the Padres even up this three-game series. At a game apiece, Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Everybody has went home, and now just me and you here on the radio side of things as we break this one down. Phone number to call if you want to get involved, 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833 We'll take some of your phone calls coming up in just a little bit. If you want to get involved on social media, you can tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well, Sammy Lev there too, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know what you thought about this game. What would you think about Blake Snell? What would you think about 
the hit-by-pitch with Manny Machado and Perdomo and Juan Soto's catch and all of it, let me know, and I might just read your tweet or your DM live here on the air. We talked about Juan Soto's performance. He had a terrific seventh inning, both in the field and at the plate. A game-saving catch in the seventh inning. Runners on first and second. Two men away. Andrew McCutcheon hits a line drive. Soto comes in on it, dives, makes the catch, takes the base hit away, and kept the Padres in front two to one. And then in the bottom half of the inning, two outs, nobody on. Soto hits one to deep right field, his 20th home run of the season. That gave the Padres some much-needed insurance, made it a 3-1 Padre lead. I caught up with Juan Soto on the field right after the game. Juan, let's start with the catch in the seventh inning, a big play on the defensive side. What was the key to you making that play? I mean, I was I was thinking uh, what Wilson was doing, what what was his sequence against him. So I was expecting that slider to be right there and him yanking it. So I was expecting the ball go that way. I just went and then just died for it. And then the home run in the bottom half of the inning, some missed opportunities offensively early on. It felt like the team really needed that kind of boost late in the game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we all try and we all trying hard, you know, to get success with men in scoring position. But it is what it is. You just got to keep grinding. And at the end of the day, uh, the most important at batting and plays got to be from the seven up. So I think that's when the game starts for me. Juan, you talked the other day about being part of a team that went on a late run to go on and do some really great things. What do you feel like it'll take for this group to build on tonight, keep it rolling? I mean, just keep playing good baseball and never give up. Go all the way, play nine innings, play 27, in- 27 outs. I think that's that's what is going to help us to go out and beat some guys. Juan, thanks so much. Appreciate the time. Thank you. That was Juan Soto down on the field right after the game. Soto, the home run late, the great catch in the top half of the seventh inning, a big, big part of today's win as the Padres win it 5-1. to one. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from trinker and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware here's the 2-2 from snell and uh, that is a swing and a miss strike three reynolds tried to check could not slams down the helmet in frustration and the pirates leave them loaded blake snell our ace pitcher of the game That was Snell getting out of a big-time jam in the fifth inning. Brian Reynolds striking out to end that inning. Padres in a big jam there. Snell in a big jam. Bases loaded, one out. He struck out Connor Joe, struck out Brian Reynolds, and that was the end of the rally. And Blake Snell all in all, his final line, six innings, one earned run given up, two hits. He walked five, struck out four, 102 pitches. Was he perfect tonight? No. Did he walk a lot of guys? Yes, but... Again, Blake Snell finding that extra gear when he needed it time and time again. Worked out of big-time trouble. And Blake Snell, our ace pitcher of the game. Snell lowered his ERA to 2.61. That is still the lowest in Major League Baseball among qualified starters. His last 12 starts since late May, a 0.78 ERA in 69 innings. Look. For Blake Snell, do you wish he could do without the walks? You do, because it makes you dream and wonder about what Blake Snell's season could be. Could be even better without the walks. But at the end of the day, the name of the game 
is not allowing runs when you're on the mound. And Blake has done that exceptionally well this season, despite getting in trouble, despite the walks. And again, you look up in this game, six innings, one earned run given up, walked five, struck out four, and it was about getting out of the jams. Again, I'll recap just some of the jams here. Second inning, allowed a run, but got out of a runner on second and one out situation. Fifth inning, bases loaded and one out, struck out two to end the inning. That was Joe and Reynolds. And then the sixth inning, runners on first and second with two men away, got out of it. So Blake found his way out of big-time jams in this game. And remember, the entire time he was in the game, I mean, the Padres only had a 2-1 to lead, so he was working with just a one-run lead for the majority of this start and found a way to pick up his seventh win of the season. All right, while we have a moment, let's go to the phones, 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. Let's lead things off on the post-game show with Nick in Mission Valley. Nick, you're on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? Damn, great. Just left the game about, like, 15 minutes ago. All right, nice. You have a good time? Yep, it was a, it was a pretty interesting game. Um, I will say the one thing I was impressed with was Blake's pitch count after the fifth inning, especially with the bases loaded. Yeah, you know what? Look, he, he kept the pitch count relatively down. Now, you know, I, I think had the fifth and sixth innings, you know, if he doesn't get in those jams, um, probably goes even deeper in this game because the pitch count was really manageable with the one, two, three, third and the one, two, three, fourth inning. But then he really had to work hard in the fifth and the sixth uh, to not allow any runs. So, look, it's, uh, you know, Nick, it's part of the, the, the story right now with Blake Snell. For as good as he's been, the walks have been an issue. Last couple of starts especially, he's got in major trouble, but finds a way out of it. And like I said, you look up six innings, one run given up, and that's hard to uh, be upset about. True, especially when we haven't been pretty good with uh, being down in the game, especially one or two runs. But I'll yeah. take it. Another thing I was shocked, too, was having Hader come out because I was standing right next to the bullpen watching Nick Martinez warm up. I figured he would have got a chance to come in, especially with the four-run lead. Well, you know what, you know what, Nick? I, I understood it, and I'll tell you why. And thank you for the call, Nick. Appreciate you calling again, listening in. I uh, hope you had a great time at the game. Hater threw 24 pitches in that ninth inning. Probably a touch more than you would have wanted in a non-save situation, but I understood it. It's a four-run game. They have the off day on Thursday. Hater will be available tomorrow. Wasn't used yesterday, so I got it. Look, they're in a spot right now where you can't be fooling around even with a four-run lead. you know. And if you're in a spot where you know it doesn't make them unavailable for tomorrow's game, I had no problem with it. And I think that was the thinking there that – you know what, let's use him. He's been warming up. That was part of it, too. Remember, in the bottom of the eighth inning, when Hader originally starts throwing, it's a save situation at that point before the Sanchez home run. So, to me, the thinking there was likely he's going to be available uh, available tomorrow, even if he pitches today with the off day on Thursday. So, I had no problem with it. 24 pitches, maybe a touch more than you would have liked, but... Uh, got the job done, and I would highly assume that he's available for tomorrow. Let's go to Don in Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Beautiful night. <laughs> Indeed it was. I was lucky enough to go to the game. It's been a while since I've been, and, uh, yeah, it was a great night at the ballpark. Uh, you know, I just wanted to comment a little bit on uh, Manny being plunked in the back there. That, that's actually the first time I've seen a pitcher get tossed in person, anyway. It's never yeah. happened to me in person. That was a, that was a first. It's kind of rare to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in terms of whether or not we should retaliate um, 
Well, no, I don't think we should. First of all, I'll say that because we're in such a tight, you know, pennant race here, not a wild card race, not a pennant race. <laughs> we're kind of missed the boat on the pennant race this year. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we just can't afford to lose, you know, one pitcher, even if he's kind of a scrub guy, just because we're so thin at that position right now in our reliever. Relieving core is uh, very shaky. So the only time I was thinking about this after the game, but when might we, you know, at this point in the season with the wild card so close, the only team I can think that we might retaliate is if one of our, you know, huge rivals, like who are the Dodgers from, just point claim so much, you know, the big brother. That's the only team I can think of where we might retaliate. But it's not Bo Mel style, and we can't afford it. So what are your thoughts, Tammy? Well, look, uh, Don, appreciate the call and glad you had a good time at the game. I think, number one, I thought it was pretty clear that Perdomo was thrown at Manny. I mean, you don't just miss with that kind of fastball <laughs> after Soto. And by the way, I, I mean, I didn't see, see like an extended, you know, replay. Of, um, you know, I'm, I'm up in the press box. I didn't see an, an extended replay of Soto watching the home run. I mean, it looked like he looked at it for a little while, but from what I saw, it didn't look like anything excessive. Um, you know, for Perdomo to, you know, to put a 98-mile-an-hour fastball in Manny's back, look, I'm never going to advocate for retaliation, anything like that. All I'll say is this, is that would I be shocked, depending on how the game's going tomorrow, if there could be something? I, I, I don't know. Um it is Manny Machado. It is baseball. Um, we'll see. Uh, you know, again, I think in all likelihood, probably tomorrow's game goes on and these two teams don't play each other again this season and we forget about it. But you never know. I mean, you know, it is uh, it is Manny Machado, you know, and, and uh, look, I, th- I thought the umpires handled it well because I thought it was obvious. Now, it is probably a little bit rare to have a guy thrown out, um, you know, after hitting one batter, but again, that's how that's how sort of obvious it was with Perdomo. It really was. Um, I, I I give Manny a lot of credit for keeping his emotions in check. You know, all he did was kind of slowly walk down to first base. Carlos Santana, you know, was talking to him. Um, looked like Perdomo was kind of glaring out at Manny. So, like, I, I thought it was pretty obvious with the pitch itself. Um, I don't know. You know, we'll see if it's done. If it's not, you know, I, I'm certainly am not advocating for anything but um and you're right Don to your point the last thing the Padres need is to get anybody suspended from the bullpen or because of of anything so you know we'll see uh but I understand what you're saying that you don't want to get you know anybody suspended they, they can't afford to have guys out for really any amount of time right now but we'll see it's baseball and that was Manny Machado that took a 98 mile per hour fastball in his back that uh, sure looked intentional from Perdomo we'll step aside here on the Padres radio network Padres win it five to one over the Pirates on this Tuesday night we'll come back with more of our nightly awards we'll also get to more of your phone calls hang on if you're on hold phone number is always 833-288-0973 more to come on our post-game show as the Padres win it five to one on the Padres radio network Sixty-seven ERA. Reynolds sends this one in the air deep towards the right field corner. Fernando's at the wall, leaps up, and he made the catch. Came down, slammed into the base of the foul pole, and he may have hit his shoulder when he did. Fernando currently sitting kind of cross-legged on the warning track dirt. We're going to hang a star, and hopefully Fernando okay, but boy, did he hit the base 
of that foul pole really, really hard. Fernando ended up being okay, would stay in the game. Great catch by Fernando Tatis Jr., the second batter of the game, taking an extra base hit away from Brian Reynolds, and that was the start of a superb defensive night for the Padres. Great play by Fernando, great play by Manny, great scoop by Matthew Baden in the middle innings, and then Juan Soto with the catch of the night. As far as importance, I think Fernando's catch may have been a little bit more impressive. Maybe, maybe I'd have to take a look at the replays of both. But as far as time of game and situation, nothing more clutch and more important than Juan Soto's catch in that seventh inning to keep the Padres ahead. We'll get some more of your phone calls here coming up in a second. 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. First, let's get to our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game, we've got three options, Wilson, Suarez, or Hader. And I will go with Robert Suarez. The cleanest inning out of the three. Eight pitches, one, two, three frame. Had to face Santana, Davis, guys who have swung the bat well in this series. Did a really good job. So far, Robert Suarez, six up, six down, and two appearances since coming off the IL. So Robert Suarez, our relief pitcher of the game. Now let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Joe and Rodriguez lead at first and second. Now the one-two pitch. That's lined into left field. Soto coming in, dives forward, and he made the catch. For the third time tonight, we're going to hang a star. Juan Soto doing what he needed to do to keep this game right where it's at. Our player of the game, Juan Soto. It was Gary Sanchez who had the best overall offensive night. More on him coming up later. But when you talk about impact, that catch was so, so huge. And the home run in the bottom of the inning really was a big boost for this Padres offense after a game of missed opportunities early on. For those two reasons, the seventh inning alone for Juan Soto, he is our player of the game. Again, phone number to call, 833-288-0973. We go back to the phones. Let's go to Jacob calling in from San Diego. Jacob, you're on the postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? I'm doing good, Sam. I'm glad to be on the air with you. Yeah, great to have you, Jacob. Awesome. Uh, you know, i got a lot of things I'd love to chat with you about, but uh, the two that are on my mind, I mean, the last caller was talking about the big, big thing of the night was Manny getting hit and you guys getting rejected. I think it's a really – Really good sign that, you know, we all knew it already as Padres fans, but just all of the MLB as a whole, that Manny is just a different guy. Seven years ago, that happened. Manny would have been charging down, fist throwing, and everyone would have been talking about how bad a guy he is. But, you know, I think, I mean, if I took a 98-mile-an-hour fish to the back, <laughs> I'd probably be doing the same. But, I mean, it just really shows that he's a good leader for our team, you know? 
Well, Jacob, man, he did a good job there keeping his emotions in check for sure. Um, look, he, he could have had a very different reaction on what was clearly intentional. But, yeah, he did a good job keeping his emotions in check again. You know, when somebody's clearly throwing at your, you know, one of your franchise players and Manny Machado, I'm, I'm a little fascinated to see if we see anything tomorrow uh, having to do with that. I don't know that we will. But, um, look, Manny did a good job, you know, keeping his emotions in check. You know, they were kind of glaring at each other. But, um, you know, he uh, he certainly did not, uh, I don't know if overreacts the right word, because like you said, it's a 98-mile-an-hour fastball in the back. But he certainly uh, kept his uh, reaction subdued and, and kept his emotions in check. Yeah, and, you know, the second thing I want to bring up with you, I know the trade deadline is coming up. And I think we're all we're all sitting around. I, I, they've already said the Padres are going to be buyers as much as we can be. We're not going to sell, hopefully, you know. But uh, I, I am very happy with having Sanchez, Campusado, and you know Carpenter in there to switch out on the DH role and to be in and out on the uh, catcher role there. But I, I wonder if we can get someone else in there to make it even better. Or do you think maybe just that in general, with Campisado coming back, that that could be something that really helps the Padres going forward to maybe help us chase that wild card spot? Yeah, I think, and Jacob, I addressed it earlier. Look, I and appreciate the call. I think, I mean, I'm fascinated to see tomorrow, actually, because you would assume Camposano's catching tomorrow, day game after a night game, with Sanchez catching today. I'm fascinated to see if Sanchez and Campisano are in the lineup together again. I mean, look. On this alone, right, let's assume Camposano is catching tomorrow. After what Gary Sanchez did here tonight, three hits, a double, a home run, three RBIs. Are you telling me he's not going to be in the lineup tomorrow? He may not be, but with where this team is at and how they need offense and what those two guys provide that, quite frankly, Matt Carpenter has not provided this year in the way of really batting average and power. Certainly Camposano and Sanchez have that. Um, I'm pretty fascinated to see the lineup tomorrow and see if Gary Sanchez is DHing while Luis Camposano catches. Um, it's a little bit different. You normally don't see it where you'll have your two catchers on the roster, um, both in the lineup. If the Padres felt like they wanted to do that moving forward, at least for a while, there's always an option to add a third catcher if you need it. But I, I mean, there's a part of me that really feels like the Padres have to, you know, I don't want to get crazy after one game, but when you look at what they did, what their potential is power-wise, offensively, what they give you, um, and let's be honest, the options that you have instead of them, I, 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 there's a big part of me that feels like you, you've got to ride the Camposano and Sanchez combination, a catcher and DH for a while here. Uh, that's where this team is at. So it's not something you normally would do day in, day out, but I'll tell you, I'm very, very interested to see the lineup tomorrow because you know Camposano's likely catching with Sanchez DH tomorrow. And if he does, then that would indicate to me that they sort of see it the same way, where these two guys got to be in the lineup together on most days. Let's go to Cesar in Chula Vista calling in. Hi, Cesar. All right, Cesar apparently not there anymore. Let's go to Sam. Great name in Del Mar. Hi, Sam. The best name. That's right. How you doing? I'm doing well. A nice evening here at Petco Park. Just me and all of you on the radio now. So uh, anytime I'm at the ballpark, it's uh, a good evening. 
no no doubt about that. Biggest thing that I wanted to touch base with you on was what do you think of our advanced scouting department? Uh, I mean, Sam, I don't know that I, I know a ton about it, so I, I would not really give you an opinion because I, I wouldn't claim to know much about the advanced scouting department. Because I feel like that's where we where our issue lies. If, you know, we can go out, have a great game against a Rich Hill who's been around the league for, you know, 17 years, but we can't put together, you know, a string of hits or a string of innings to get runs off a guy who's making a second major league start, you wonder if there's a disconnect between advanced scouting and information being relayed to the ball players to be able to be put in the best situation possible to succeed. Well, Sam, look, all, all I tend to go on, and thank you for the call, all I tend to go on is what I hear and what players say to say to me, say to, say to the general uh, uh, media, right? And they've said for a while now they get all the information they need. Um, I've got to take their word on that, that they are getting what they need information-wise. Um, you know, look, I'm with you in the sense of, yeah, Sunday and Monday against Fiedo and against uh, Quinn Priester yesterday making his second major league start. Fiedo a 6-plus ERA in 18 major league starts on Sunday. Look, it was a very disappointing offensive two games and we talked about it plenty yesterday we talked about how the big four bogarts t soto and machado were combined three for 28 in the two games before tonight how they got just one hit off both those starting pitchers look it was very disappointing and i sam the one thing i will say is that i'm not going to sit here and make it like i can make sense of it i don't understand it either as far as why they had so much trouble as a team and especially those four and some other guys in the lineup had so much trouble against um, against Fiedo and then against uh, Quinn Priester. These are guys you would think that they should be able to hit to a lot of damage against them. They did it. So we talked about it a ton yesterday. Um, look, that part of it is is a little confounding, why they've had so much trouble in situations like that this year and against some starting pitchers that um, you feel like they should do damage against. Um, so look, I understand the frustration and the confusion because I think you know I felt that too as tr- as far as trying to figure out how you know how they've struggled and in the last uh, two days were good examples of that. But what I won't do is is tell you that I know the reason or blame it on a, a group in the organization. I mean, look from what they've said, from what guys like Manny have said and others, you know they're provided the information they need. And lots of information and good information. So, um, you know, I I couldn't tell you. If I had the answer as to why they've had struggles in those scenarios, you know, I'd I'd provide it somewhere. I'd tell everybody on the radio right now. Um, So, look, I I just – I won't pretend like I – like I know what information they're getting and what kind of information they're getting and, um, you know, how it compares to other places. I I just don't know. So I I don't really have – to be honest with you, much of an, an opinion on it, on, on something I don't know a, a whole lot about. Let's go to Rick, who's calling in from Chula Vista. Hi, Rick. Hey, how you doing? Just, uh, doing well, Rick. And you know, the, the Melvin uh, already said that both catchers are going to play tomorrow. They'll be in the lineup, so. And, oh, uh, did hopefully he? Moving, yeah, so hopefully moving forward, they, even if it's a right-handed pitcher, to have him as a DH. You know, it, it isn't like it's left on left, right yeah. on left. They could 
I, I think that won't be a problem. Hopefully, something they can keep keep doing. So that's how I got. Yeah, well, uh, Rick, uh, appreciate the call. Uh, Rick, I'll, I'll have to go back and listen to Bob Melvin again. I may have taken my headset off for a second here when he said that. So if I did and somebody, or if everybody heard it on the radio and I've been saying I'm looking forward to seeing the lineup tomorrow, um, but uh, I'll have to go back and listen to it. But uh, the point is, uh, look, I'm, I'm, I, I agree. If that's uh, what was said there, if you read that from somewhere else, I'm, I'm not totally sure. Uh, i have to go back and listen to Bob Melvin, what we played again. But um but look, I certainly think it's uh, like I've been saying. I think it's a combination they got to roll with right now. So we'll see what the lineup looks like tomorrow and uh, see if they can keep it rolling in the final game of this series. I do. You know what? Let's save this for after the break. I'm going to do a little old-fashioned radio tease here. When we come back, I will read you what Manny Machado had to say after today's game after getting hit by that pitch in the seventh inning following the Soto home run I'll read you what Manny had to say when we come back on the Padres radio network our post game show continues here on the Padres radio network final score the Padres five and the Pirates one Sam Levitt with you inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park Padres will go for a series win tomorrow in the rubber game first pitch tomorrow at 110 more on that pitching matchup tomorrow coming up in just a couple of minutes so stay tuned for that I told you before the break that I would read you what Manny Machado had to say after the game regarding getting hit after the Soto home run on a 98-mile-an-hour fastball by Angel Perdomo. This is from A.J. Cassville, Padres beat reporter for MLB.com. A.J. reporting that, uh, uh, reporting the quote here for Manny, quote, I guess people don't respect people anymore. 300 pumps in the show, 10 years plus, but it is what it is. Ain't no worry. We got the win, which is the most important part, and nothing was broken, so we're good. And then Manny, on his reaction, said, quote, I guess I'm maturing a little bit in some way, shape, or form. Catch me a couple years before may still be out there. So that is what Manny Machado had to say after the game. And uh, look, I thought it was uh, pretty obvious to everybody what went on there. Uh, you know, we'll see uh, tomorrow if anything comes of it. But uh, Manny did react uh, pretty coolly there. So uh, good for him. And the Padres got the last laugh in this one, beating the Pirates 5-1. to one. There were three home runs in this game, one by Manny early in the second, then the home run by Soto in the seventh inning, the two-run home run by Gary Sanchez in the eighth inning. Now, let's take a look around the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Tuesday. Final in 10 between the Angels and the Tigers. Angels won it 7-6. Mickey Moniak had an adventurous last couple of innings. Made a misplay on a fly ball to center in the ninth inning. That allowed the Tigers to tie the game. But then Moniak gave the Angels the lead with a base hit in the top of the 10th inning. Angels went on to win it 7-6. Phillies beat the Orioles 4-3 in philadelphia 
It was the Rays over the Marlins 4-1 in Tampa Bay. Tyler Glass now went seven strong innings in that start for Tampa Bay. Nationals beat the Rockies 6-5 in Washington, D.C. Joey Manessis, a three-run home run as part of a four-run eighth inning as the Nationals rallied to beat Colorado. Subway Series in the Bronx, the Mets and the Yankees, a big day for Pete Alonso. Dropped in for an RBI single. The 1-1 drilled in the air to deep center. Bader going back at the track, at the wall. He can't get it. It's gone. A home run. Pete Alonso hits it off the screen in front of the batter's eye. Right out at Monument Park in straightaway center field. Alonso's second home run of the game. His 28th of the year. He is 3-for-3. Three three. He has driven in all of the Mets' runs. And the Mets have a 5 to nothing lead on Pete Alonso night in the Bronx. Howie Rose on WCBS in New York. Mets went on to win it 9-3 over the Yankees. The Red Sox beat the Braves 7-1 in Boston. Guardians over the Royals 5-1 in Cleveland. Bo Naylor, a couple of home runs in that game for Cleveland. Mariners beat the Twins 9-7 in Minnesota. Julio Rodriguez, a couple of home runs in that win for Seattle. Cubs beat the White Sox 7-3 in Chicago. Dansby Swanson, a couple of home runs for the Cubs. On the south side of Chicago against the White Sox, the Reds beat the Brewers 4-3 in Milwaukee. Astros beat the Rangers 4-3 in Houston. It was the Diamondbacks over the Cardinals 3-1 in Arizona. Corbin Carroll, the two-run triple in that game for the D-backs. Giants beat the A's 2-1 in San Francisco. And the Dodgers beat the Blue Jays in 10, 8-7 in L.A. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Tuesday night in the major leagues. Now let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Here's the pitch from Moretta, and that's it in the air to deep left center field. Reynolds and Joe going back. They're at the wall. It's going to go. Home run into the bullpen. I think Hayter caught it with his glove. He did. A two-run shot for Gary Sanchez and a 5-1 Padre lead in the eighth. Our play of the game, the two-run home run by Gary Sanchez in the eighth inning. Provided some extra insurance, made it a 5-1 game. Big night for Gary Sanchez. Three hits, three RBIs, a single, a double, and then the two-run home run. Good night for Gary. Did a good job behind the plate as well, catching Blake Snell. Six innings, one earned run given up. Bullpen between Wilson, Suarez, and Hayter combining for three scoreless innings. Gary Sanchez, the two-run home run, number 10 as a Padre for Gary, our play of the game. Taking a look ahead to tomorrow, rubber game of this three-game series between the Padres and the Pirates. Right-hander Seth Lugo on the mound for the Padres. Right-hander Johan Oviedo on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. First pitch at 110 tomorrow here at Petco Park, Arica Water SoCal. Padres pregame show begins at 1210. Certainly hope you can join us tomorrow for a little afternoon weekday baseball as the Padres and Pirates play the rubber game of this three-game set. Taking a look at the final totals here tonight. For the Padres, five runs, 11 hits, no errors. They left on eight. For the Pirates, one run, three hits, no errors. They left on nine. Winning pitcher, Blake Snell, who improves to seven and eight. It was Rich Hill, the losing pitcher. He drops to seven and ten. Time of game, two hours and 48 minutes. And the crowd here at Petco Park, 43,448. The 41st sellout 
in this building here in 2023. Once again, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast. For our great studio coordinator, Matty Rhodes, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Padres 5 and the Pirates 1. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.